Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Listen, welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. This is the Knucklehead Stephen. I got with me today, um, it's an old friend, a blast from the past, uh, Kyle Geithner. Uh, Kyle Geithner is, uh, he's out there in, in California. Um, so welcome to the show, Kyle. What's happening, buddy? Not much. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's, uh, it's interesting for those of you who, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I spent some time in the Marine Corps, uh, Marine Corps affords you the opportunity to grow your, your network, grow your friendship, grow some relationships. And sometimes you get, uh, you get messages from guys that you used to run around with. So Kyle and I actually deployed together back in the day. So we went through the entire prep scenario he was he was part of a different platoon than I was in part of the same unit and uh, and so it's nice to reconnect with uh, with fellow Marines for sure so what you been up to man what's what's going on with you uh, uh you know not much enjoying the California weather I'll tell you that much it's, uh, it's been much. like 90, that. that's, 90, that's, that's humble is what that is you've got oh yeah 92 degrees, degrees all week this is you know this is this is not this is not not much you've been working your tail off is what you've been doing <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I just uh, started at basically a startup engineering firm. It's called BC Engineering Group uh, over here in Santa Rosa, California, uh, the area that was impacted heavily by the October wildfires in 2017. So just been working, kind of rebuilding the civil infrastructure and uh, yeah, you know, trying to do big things. That's awesome, man. That's that's awesome. So we'll if you're doing big things, and that means there's some big challenges that you're that you're attacking. Uh, yeah. give, give some of our uh, give some of our listeners an idea of of kind of where, where you where you started from. I mean, what um, what caused you to to decide on being a civil engineer? What caused you to uh, to join the Marine Corps? And then how did you use those principles and that and that structure, so to speak, to mm-hmm. uh, to get to where you're at right now, man? Yeah. So, uh, I live here in, uh, in Windsor, California. So it's, uh, I would say like seven minutes North of Santa Rosa. Um, and, uh, Santa Rosa being one of the bigger cities North of San Francisco. So it's uh, pretty easy to find, but I grew up here. It's, it's pretty rural. Um, you know, uh, my family, I come from a Hispanic background. Uh, I speak fluent Spanish. Uh, my, my family, you know, they, my grandpa, main guy, uh, big time farm worker, missing some fingers and stuff, uh, but always out on the farm doing, um, the orchards over here and, uh, and kind of raised me with that mentality of like, you know, work. Working, yeah. I, I was, you know, nine, ten years old, up on a roof, taking shingles off, you know, going yep. down, only tied on by a rope connected to him. So, uh, <laughs> how many roofs did you fall off in your in your time gaining that experience, my friend? Just one. I yeah. fell through a skylight one time, and uh, never again. Yeah, never again. again. I still cool. have. I still have. Uh, I. St- it was a high school job at one point. I still have some, um, some holes in my hand. It's like a dent from, we, we used to lay, um, water, like, so waterbed mattresses down on the ground whenever we rip shingles off. So then oh, we would pick oh up the, we would pick up those, those, uh, waterbed mattresses that were full of shingles and dump them. And one time I pushed like this and one of the nails would actually stuck through and, and went right into my hand. So oh, wow. Midwest work, I think there for you. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I basically did that. Um, my, my uncle, um, 
was a, a Marine, a recon Marine. And, yep. uh, and he kind of instilled in me that whole, like, Oh, you're not going to do it. it, you know, and kind of challenged me and stuff kind of growing up in a, in a maybe, maybe a little meaner way, you know, but yeah. he was like, Oh, you don't, you don't have it or something. And, and so I already knew I was going to be a Marine and, and part of it was to, to prove it to him. And, uh, the other part was I was actually sitting in my room one day and everybody needs that little push to actually join. You know, I kind of, I knew I wanted to go, but yeah. everybody needs that push. And so I was actually sitting there up in my room and I don't know why this thought came to me, but it basically came to me saying like, Hey, uh, you know, those guys that are actually deployed out there in Iraq, cause it was Iraq at the time. I was like, you know, they're actually, if, if no one joined, no one volunteered to go and take their place, they wouldn't really be able to come home. And so for some reason, I don't know why that hit me, but I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll go, I'll go to let that Marine, you know, come home for a little bit. I'll take his place. And, you know, sure enough, I <clears throat> joined the Marine Corps and right after, uh, uh, you know, uh, heavy or engineering equipment operating school, I, you know, I got to Okinawa, went straight to Iraq. I think uh, a month or a couple weeks in, they said, hey, you know, do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, let's go. And so signed up. And I think we, we left in, in 2008. I joined in 2007. So you could see the. the oh, yeah quickness there yeah I, I want to say it was uh like the beginning of august or end of july in 2007 so went you know immediately after so wow so yeah. you're talking about less than a year in the fleet um you were actually tagged for your first or pegged for one of your first deployments oh, yeah i think it was like a month in the fleet because <laughs> during yep. in between you know um yep. uh, mct and everything i tried to take vacation so by that time i oh yeah i was i think we deployed in september so i hit the fleet I want to say May, I yep. have. and so and then and that's including our twenty nine palms, you know, and all that training. So it's like right when I got to the fleet, boom, we started training, we started going. So yep. uh, that that was uh, a part of it, you know. And then becoming uh, an engineer equipment operator, I I thought it was really cool. I was doing a lot of horizontal uh, construction, you know, uh, yep. building roads or or learning how to. Yep. And, um, so when I got out, you know, or prior to getting out, you know, taps and tams, uh, you, you're thinking, what am I going to do? You know, yep. Marine Corps is taking care of you. You're basically a kid still, you know, they, they take care of you in every, in every way they feed you, give you a place to sleep, you know, and, <laughs> and pay you some money to go have fun. Yep. So, so I was starting to get nervous. Um, luckily for me, I, I had a, a cousin um, that had already started school uh, in, a, in the Marine Corps. We actually crossed paths in Afghanistan when I deployed again. Right and um, and uh, he kind of helped me out with the whole GI Bill and everything. And so I hit, I hit the school and I was like, oh man, what do, what do I study? And, and I was like, well, you know, I, I have engineering in my resume. Uh, I was like, maybe I, I do engineering. I was like, I, I think I like math. <laughs> wow uh, a lot of math that's in practice in school yeah, yeah. and uh and so I, I started my my oh uh actually i thought i was like well i was a, a military engineer technically right in a sense and yeah. and that was one of the first forms of engineering the second form of engineering is civil engineering in, in you know trying to maintain a civilization uh, you know and that's coming down to just just sewage, you know, and any just yep. transporting that, trying to keep people healthy. And so I was like, wow, how cool would that be doing 
one and two, you know, like the, the first two types of engineering that ever existed. So I kind of went down that path and, um, you know, and started, at, you know, going to school at the, I started the junior college right here in Santa Rosa. Um, you know, pretty humble, you know, I, I didn't, you know, just jump in and get to a university, but I, you know, I busted my ass there. I, I got, you know, I got pretty good grades. I applied to Berkeley. Um, one of the number one civil engineering schools in the nation. So yep. it's right here in my backyard. So I was like, well, let me, let me try. And kind of a crazy thing. I, I, um, was the only school I applied to. I, oh, wow. and, and it wasn't necessarily uh, me wanting to do that. I, I started my classes and I kind of read my requirements uh, incorrectly and, <clears throat> and they, uh, I started taking a couple classes that I didn't need. And so I wasn't able to apply to any other school. So it was either Berkeley or nothing. Oh, and wow. Luckily I got in and, yep. you know, and, and there, that's kind of where I started hitting some, uh, some issues with, you know, self doubt and, you know, yep. and kind of that whole recognition thing. I, an outcast, number one, I Marine, one of the most liberal schools in the nation. Yeah. What you're just talking about there. It's important for those of you who are listening that, uh, when you say outcast, um, some people are going to go, what are you talking about, man? You're, you're going to be able to go to a, a, a school, one of the best in your profession. Mm -hmm. What do you mean you're an outcast? Um, you prefaced it by saying self doubt. So build on that a little bit. Tell, tell us a little bit about what you mean by outcast. And yes, you did go to one of the more liberal environments in the country as a Marine, which, um, you know, is yeah. neoconservative. Everybody thinks about us establishment Marine Corps, you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, what was it about being an outcast and how do you, how'd you feel that way? Yeah. I mean, um, definitely a liberal school. Uh, then luckily for me that they had a, a pretty good veteran community there that yeah. I kind of, uh, went and introduced myself to, but, but yeah, uh, I mean, some of these kids, uh, you know, they're not, and that was kind of one of the, the things that helped me in my career, but they're not very good at, you know, communication, but yeah. they are beyond intelligent. They are, you know, just, really the tip of the spear in, in that aspect. And so I got there and I'm coming from, you know, the Santa Rosa junior college, which is a pretty renowned junior college, uh, getting, you know, being top of the class most of the time to getting to the school where I'm struggling to get a B, you know, yeah. and, and these kids are making it seem like it's, it's second nature. And, and the whole, you know, being a little bit older, um, and being military, you know, and having some tattoos, you know, I have my military tattoo and uh, a requirement. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, and so sure. some people, you know, they're, they're looking at me like, what are you doing here? And, and instantly judging me, you know, as if, you know, uh, just in any shape or form. And, and I had to kind of overcome that with, um, you know, kind of setting smaller goals. Like I was like, you know, I know I'm not going to, there's, you know, maybe this one class that, I failed every midterm and that was a kind of reoccurring thing is, you know, being at Berkeley, it was crazy. Yeah. I would fail almost every test. Uh, and I'm, I'm serious. I'm talking about failing as in like, I would get a 50 on it. I would get a, a 60 on it, you know? Wow. And, um, and mind you, the average would be like a, a seven, maybe a 70 or something, but I'm still failing it. And I'm still, you know, a standard deviation away from the mean and, and, and in that sense, and, and people, you know, the guys I'm talking to and everything, they're like, oh, I did well. And I, how much of that do I believe? Because I know that, you know, I'm looking at my grade and I'm like, man, are they? Am I just, you know, 
not getting it? Do I not belong here at this establishment? Did I, yep. kinda, you know, uh, not uh, kind of internalize all the information that they were giving me at the JC? Did I, you know, did yeah. I just kind of pass the classes and get here? And, you know, and so all of that I was kind of dealing with and trying to, you know, figure out, you know, that yes, I do belong. And um, I took an entrepreneurial class at Berkeley. And that was kind of one of the classes that started introducing me to, you know, how to, how to win friends and influence people. We started reading all these books and, and I realized the gift of gab, the thing that I have that all these, you know, nerdy uh, Berkeley engineers didn't have is what's going to set me apart. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you, what you said, we, we talked about this last night in a couple, uh, in a different podcast with somebody else, but the, uh, uh, Napoleon Hill wrote a book, uh, called thinking grow rich, where he talks about every single adversity carries with it the seed of equivalent or greater benefit. Mm -hmm. And and what you found is you found, um, the seed. Now it was up to you to have to actually, you know, take care of that seed and mm -hmm. to, to grow that seed. And, um, you know, create an environment where it could actually flourish and take root. And now what you've done is you've, uh, you, because of the work that you put in several years ago and because of the, the consistency, the, you know, the constant analysis, every time you failed, what you've done is you've now started to, uh, to sprout some growth. I mean, you're at an engineering firm now, completely, <laughs> you successfully graduated from, from Berkeley. Yes. You started a family and now you're going to be building on top of that, which is exactly what gets some, some wins is that's, that's exactly what it is that you're doing. And you, and you weren't beta about the process. No, um, and just, just to kind of give some backstory here, uh, let's talk, let's, let's parallel your story with another story. Uh, this, that story is, uh, you know, during one of our deployments in our, in our preps, we were going to Mojave Viper. Uh, things happen whenever you're getting, you're getting, you know, trained to go places and life still happens. And so we, we had gotten a red cross message and, and think about this from a knucklehead standpoint, we're sitting here trying to take care of one of our Marines, uh, you know, get him get him back to where he's close to his family. And that means that we need to leave Mojave Viper and take somebody over to Palm Springs. Well, in that transition, uh, we have, we have people who are just being absolute idiots. They, they decided that they wanted to go jump on uh, the transport and leave to go and get a break from Mojave Viper by going out and having some fun in, in Palm Springs. We had one guy who actually went, went UA in training. He went down to San Diego just to go have a good time. I mean, it was, these are, these are knuckleheaded things that people don't think about the consequences on down the line. And they don't even think about the compromised reputation now that that unit has back home. They don't think about, oh my gosh, my wife, my kids, my family, they're, they're, the, the country they're they're praying for us they're they're making sure that uh, they got our six covered yeah. and yet in that transition there's a whole bunch of guys who are out there trying to just act a fool and be crazy and not respect the rules or not respect that time so uh you know it is what it is people do stupid things all the time but you talk about being a knucklehead uh that that was an example and that was another reason why we um you know we we uh, we use that as a parallel to your story because what you did is you thought, okay, what can I pull from this experience, this failure to learn and be better? Whereas these other guys were, how can I exploit that opportunity to just get what it is that I want? Yeah. And sometimes you think you're doing the right thing, but quite frankly, uh, the path of least resistance doesn't lead to uh, the right decision in most cases.
Yeah. And, and, uh, a good example of that is now being at this, you know, brand new engineering firm, you know, I'm kind of relying on the people that started it. Um, and there was three of them, you know, and so they're my mentors and I'm helping them build this. And I know that I'm, you know, a great asset. And one of the things that I'm, I'm realizing is kind of those people trying to exploit, you know, situations is, is, you know, if you're coming to me asking me to help you with, you know, the county, all the, the state, you know, we're dealing with all these entities. Um, and if I'm telling you something, it's something you can take to the bank. You know, if, if I'm like, Hey, you know, okay, you got a grading violation. Uh, you're not supposed to move earth really without, you know, the county's knowledge and their approval. And some people don't know that they're, they're like, Hey, this is my property. I'm going to move it. And, um, you know, they run into a lot of issues. And so one thing that I, I notice is, um, I will, I'll, I'll suggest, Hey, okay, don't do any more work. Stop. Let me come up with something. And they'll be like, okay, yeah, I will. And I'll, and I'll do that. And I go out to the site or I turn that in and then the County goes out to the site, you know, fully trusting and they keep doing work and, <laughs> you know, and, and, and they're just trying to get around the situation and, and putting bandages on it. You know, it's like a, you got a big water leak and you're just trying to stick bandages all over this and, and hoping that it's not going to just keep failing. And, it, and, and it's funny because it's like, you know, that's to me, that's being just a knucklehead and, and not, you know, paying attention to, to what's right in front of you. Yep. Yep. That's going to, that's going to create some compelling case studies. As you continue to move forward, you're going to be like, let me tell you about my friend. Let me tell you about this, you know, so that's, uh, that's going to be interesting, man. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm, I'm, it's, uh, it's good to see uh, a Marine, uh, first of all, an individual decide to leverage the skills and the framework that you were taught in the Marine Corps, go apply it to, uh, to your situation, you know, use those stages of growth. And uh, instead of following structured thinking, what you've done is you followed a structured process and that structure process has netted you out uh, some good opportunities. So that's awesome, man. What, yeah. um, so what can people, what can people do to find you? I mean, what, how do you, how do you want to, uh, how do you want to leave it here? Yeah, no. So we're, we're all over, uh, you know, and, and that's kind of one of the things that I've been trying to do is we have a blog out BC engineering group. Yeah. Um, it's, um, you know, everything's civil. We're trying to be, you know, at the forefront of all that information. Cause we're, you know, the people that, everybody calls when they need to know about endangered species on their land, like everything like that, you know, tiger salamander, it's like a big, big deal out here. So, you know, we, we help everybody and we try to get that information to people and, you know, we try to um, hit every Avenue uh, online of advertisements. So easy, easy online. If you see BC engineering and if you know anybody here in uh, you know, Sonoma County, that was, um, you know, affected by the wildfires, you know, definitely have them call, reach out. We, we try to expedite their, um, grading, put them at the forefront get them back in their houses, you know? That's um, awesome. Do you have an email address, a website or a uh, Facebook page, Instagram, anything like that? Yeah. So, uh, my personal email is, uh, K G at BC engineering group. Okay. Dot com. Um, and the website, uh, you can find my picture up on the website and everything, but it's a uh, BC engineering group, uh, BC engineering group. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah. And like I said, you know, we're, we're out here just trying to help people. Um, and, uh, yeah. That's Good. awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you. appreciate you taking some time. Listen, there's, there's a, there's a lot of people in a similar type situation where they, they, they use all the things that you struggled with as the reasons why they're not where they want to be. 
They exactly. use that experience of the junior college not affording them the opportunity to get into Berkeley or mm -hmm. maybe they failed on a test and, you know, their world collapses and falls apart. But quite frankly, adversity carries with it um, the development of character. And as you develop more character, and so adversity uh, carries with it the development of character because you have an opportunity to overcome. That's all it is. Adversity is, is strength. I mean, you build muscle that way. You build mental um, uh, resilience and, and grit and determination. All those things factor into why you are where you are and no doubt where you, you'll hit the goals that you want to have. So yeah, or that you've set for yourself. So that's awesome, man. Um, I appreciate you uh, taking some time. Anything else that you want to wrap up or excuse me, say before we wrap up here? Uh, no, uh, I think that's about it. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you reaching out. And uh, to everybody else, remember, don't be bait about the process. Uh, go out and get you some wins and make today a great day. We had Kyle Geithner from BC Engineering Group. Uh, he told you how to get in touch with them, so make sure you go out and support a Marine, his business up in Northern California. But we'll talk to you soon. Take care.